0: Yawa Radio bringing the feel good feeling to every day. One welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational thought provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. So welcome to another episode of Glass Half Full where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world who share their stories, uh, stories that may well resonate with you. And uh, we're going over to the States today. Now, let me get this right. Liz, swear out. Nailed it. Nailed it. Liz, how are you? <laughs>
1: I am doing very well, Steve. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. And, and really looking forward to sharing your story with the listeners of, uh, of Glass Half Full, because what a remarkable story it is. And, um, you know, what a what a year it's been for you as well. And, um, you know, from, from you blogging about and coming back, and we'll just hold it there for a minute because they're thinking, what am I coming back from? Well, let's share the story, Liz. Where do we start? Go for it.
1: Where do we start? Well, I, we, we probably have to start at the very beginning, and I promise I, I will not I will not belabor it. Uh, I grew up in New York City. I grew up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and um, as as uh, I think you you mentioned in the pre show, uh, I was a quintessential New York teenager in that I had a therapist because that's just what you do. Um, my life wasn't quite a Woody Allen movie. Um, but there are there are some stereotypes that that have a basis in truth. When I was about sixteen years old, um that was the first inkling I had that something was disconnected between my brain and my mind. Um, my mind has always been a place that I have found um refuge in thought and in creativity. And my brain desperately wants to sabotage my mind and tell me that I am worthless, uh, that life is not worth living, my brain is a jerk, a total (laughs) jerk. And I was introduced to my jerk brain at around the age of 16 when I went from being uh, very active in sports and in a social life and uh, loving school and learning to being essentially unable to get out of bed. Wow. And there was no physical cause. So, so what was going on? And um, at the time, I got a sort of a preliminary, not really diagnosis of, well, it sounds like depression. And it wasn't until I got to university. I went to Rice University in Houston, Texas. And I, I had my first adult experience with full-on depression, a major depressive episode. And I, I started learning about the types of medication that you can take to um, To try to recover, uh, to try to to live a life where you, uh, you keep your brain from sabotaging mm-hmm. uh, your mind. And I began this sort of elaborate dance between these two factions that live in my head. And it was a 20-year experience as an adult trying to keep these major depressive episodes at bay. And I mean, I had maybe, I mean, I, I had barely a handful in about 20 years um but trying to to manage depression through medication through lifestyle choices through therapy uh, but also feeling as I rose in my career like I had to hide it that right, okay. I I couldn't be honest I couldn't be open and no one could know this had to be a secret because the stigma was just so great
0: well I know that time Tom, let this did they did the medication end up getting stronger and stronger through that time, or was, was it always the same? Or
1: Well, one of the things that um, I have found to be so challenging in talking about medication and helping others who don't have experience with it to gain some understanding and, and hopefully develop empathy for those of us who've had this experience is that it is challenging to find the right one and sometimes even the right combination, So the first medication that I took was a disaster for me. And I know many people have had that experience and it turns them off forever. Um, And the side effects were hideous. It didn't work for me. And I became more hopeless because I thought, well, if this doesn't fix it, what will? And I've been very fortunate in that I've had not only the opportunity to to, uh, get care, but the access to high quality Mental health care, and one of the things that I now advocate for is equity in access and greater availability. Because again, it this this requires some experimentation and it requires iteration to get it right. So my my experience with medication was bumpy until really about oh I would say my my mid thirties I I found I found some that worked for me. And that was, that was a positive. But as you note, um, sometimes you you go through periods where you need more. Mm-hmm. And I, unfortunately, um, got into a cycle. It was, it was the September, October of 2018. And I started to feel the downward slide into depression. And I, I recognized that because I stopped doing the basic things that go into caring for myself um, I, I stopped doing my laundry. Like that's like my, the leading indicator of my mental health is because it's one of the most basic things you do to take care of yourself. And when, and when you stop caring about whether or not you have clean clothes, whether or not you've showered, when those things just feel so heavy and difficult, you just, you can't do it. It's so hard to to explain to those who haven't experienced it. And even for me to sit here now um, in a place of recovery and think about that, it's really challenging. So as I felt that slide, I went and I sought out treatment and the medication that I took worked for about, oh, six to eight weeks. And then it wasn't enough. And I ended up on this cycle where I was going back every... Oh, two and a half to three months. And I just, my career was popping. I mean, I was just like, I was George Clooney and up in the air. So yeah. I just had to keep going. And so I, I just kept getting more and more medication until a point in, in June of 2019, where I was so overloaded that um, my, my brain stopped working.
0: Wow. So, and, and and in that time, you know, I mean, you talked about that 20 years and you were, you know, hiding it and things like that you know so what what kind of job were you doing at that time and because it sounds like you know hiding it there's probably not a lot of support around there at that time as well uh, which is
1: which is true I mean I I was I've been blessed with a very supportive life partner who um, although he doesn't have personal experience with mental health um, was empathetic caring and supportive of me but also I didn't want to be a burden. So a lot of it was, could I have had more support? Yes, but not because the people around me didn't know or didn't want to support me. Um, it, was, it was because they, they had no idea. It wasn't, it, it wasn't a lack of want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was a combination of me not wanting to put it on them, um, as well as not being able to recognize the signs also in large part, because I went out of my way to hide them. To hide them. So what, mm. what, what was I doing? Um, I was a nonprofit executive, I was an investment banker. Um, and I was a partner in a big four public accounting firm. So it it was this picture of a life where people would say, Oh, gosh, I want what she has. And I'm sitting here going, Oh, no, you don't. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no, you don't. And, and also feeling like I was letting everyone down, because the image wasn't the reality. And I felt like I had to be that or I would disappoint everyone around
0: me. Well, for me, there's a thing coming out there about the authentic self coming out here.
1: Very yeah. much so
0: yeah, uh, and so living this life behind this this mask to uh, for people to think about you know just how it should be rather than it really is and yeah. so, so how did the downward the, the downward spiral continue then
1: It did. um the week before um American Thanksgiving in twenty nineteen um I became actively suicidal. Wow, yeah. And um, again, I am very fortunate. I don't talk about the details or the plan um, because it, to me, that's, that's one, not relevant to, to, to where I am now. And two, it's unhelpful for those who are in a a position where they feel very hopeless. Um, Suffice to say that I am very fortunate in that um, my, uh, my, my partner, my husband was able to be present um, when, when I, I needed the help the most and I am still here and I am grateful for that. And that also then began a whole new process. And that process was recovery. I, um, I took a leave of absence from my job. I stepped away from again, being a partner in, in the big four. <laughs> um, I had this whole like elaborate idea of this being like, I don't know, some remake of Eat, Pray, Love, where like I would take off 12 weeks, do a bunch of yoga and come back and everything would be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, It was 12 months. It was 12 months of intense therapy and a lot of work on myself to one, come off of the medication that I had been on. And then possibly the, the hardest part in all of this was recognizing that I actually still needed some of the medication as a tool and then going back on medication and then realizing that actually I, I, I needed a different dosage. I needed a higher dosage and learning that, um, all of these, um, markers that I had set for myself as, well, well, this is what doing well means. And, and, you know, if you, if you have to be on medication or you have to increase your dose of medication, you've failed. no you're a failure. No, no, no. Failure is an event. It is not an identity. And beyond that, I, I hadn't failed. I was in a deep process of learning and growth and rebirth and development. And, and that's and let,
0: the important sorry, part. Yes. Yeah, and, and how through that period, Ben, and so I want to use the word where you're making the shift. Right Mm -hmm. from where from where you were to where you are now, was there was it like a continuous process, or was it was there that one of those moments when you went, "Wow, this why have I why have I been living my life like this?" What was there a big moment, or was it a general shift?
1: You know, it's interesting. It's been a lot of a lot of little moments. It's shockingly similar to becoming a parent, actually, <laughs> um, in in the sense that um, when 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 folks tell you, "Oh man, when 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 you become a parent, um, your life is going to change," but what they don't tell you is that it's not like a light switch and and everything just changes all at once. It's all of these little incremental changes. It's all of these things that now you do differently. That when, when you gain perspective, right. When you have some distance from it, because you, you can't measure something unless you have a sense as to um, the distance that you are from the starting point. Mm -hmm. When, when I look now with the perspective that I have from being where I am in my recovery. And I look back, I am just blown away because I have the life I dreamed of, but did not believe was possible. Wow. As you said, it's one of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Of um humility without humiliation, um, where, where both failure and success are events, not identities. It's a really amazing spot, but again, I can't point to a single thing or the the one aha moment. That's one of the beautiful things about therapy. Um, therapy brings aha moments, and many of them are, are small they're incremental such that by the time you you've worked through uh, you, you look back and you go, wow, look, look how far I've come. But in the process, again, like watching my kids grow. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know when they got so big. I just know that <laughs> they did. They did. And I'm, I'm grateful for it.
0: Well, Liz, I, lo- I love that because it's like many people, Look at life changes. Like they look for the quantum leap instead of just the little simple steps taken consistently over time that make the difference. That see us grow, you know. And 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 from an identity now, I guess you you know you are you. You're not you're not labelled by what you do, what you've got. You are you, I guess.
1: I am me, and when when I realize, sort of, when I have these little moments that I recognize the growth. They're are in ways that other people might might not think, "Oh, that's a moment where you should get a ribbon or a trophy. <laughs> uh, but I, I I have these little celebrations, For example, when I realize that i I'm just I wake up and i'm I'm feeling tired. and there's just there's a whole bunch of I don't want to do this, And things just feel really heavy and difficult. And whereas before I would tell myself, um, some really horrible things. I would just, I would speak to myself so unkindly. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. If you you don't do this, you, you you, don't do this other thing. Then you, you failed. You are a failure. And that's what brings on this downward spiral. Mm. But I can now say to my jerk brain, uh, not today, jerk brain. No, I, I'm not having a great morning. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move my calendar around. I'm going to get on my Peloton. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go take a walk by the bayou. I'm going to go get myself a cup of coffee. I'm going to do some deep breathing. I'm going to lean on these techniques and these tools that I've developed to to reset where I am. And I have, I have a, like, I've got a toolbox. So if it's not one that gets it, I have other tools. I have other things I can do. Um I'm I'm not beholden to my jerk brain. And when I when I have a moment like that that's when I realize that is the progress. That is like that is a moment, that is an event of success for me.
0: And from and that that place where you are now, I'm just thinking about from where you were in in the past, that would have if you'd have done those kind of things and gone for a nice walk and you'd probably have this big guilt complex that you shouldn't be doing it.
1: I I wouldn't have even gotten out the door. I mean, how (laughs) could I, how could I, I mean, the fact that I would even have to do that means I failed,
0: Hmm.
1: right? Like not only that, I never would have even thought of it because these were not tools that I was aware of. And I, there, there is, there's something in our, in our culture uh, that sort of really likes to, to lean on quick fixes And one, um, one jog is not going to fix your mental health, right? This, every, everything it's, it's a series of things. It's all a series of small steps. So there, there isn't a quick fix, but there are many tools that we can bring to bear. It's important to have the space to, and the, the ability to access and and use those tools And also to build up in ourselves, the permission to do that. I had to learn how to give myself permission to take care of myself because I had been convinced and done the convincing of myself over the years that I didn't deserve it. I wasn't worthy of it. Mm -hmm. Other people didn't need it. And so if I did, there was something wrong with me. There is not,
0: there there is
1: nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. me.
0: And now, now Liz, here we, here we go then, because you came back, you wrote a post that said you are back. Okay. Tell me about that and and how life has like ballooned Uh, after that, I would guess.
1: Oh, what happens when you inadvertently tell 2 million people that you were suicidal? (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I, it was, so a couple of things were very important to me Um, first I, when, when I was, when I first spoke publicly and I spoke to people that I worked with about um, my depression and what I was experiencing, I was told, oh my gosh, you are so not alone. There's so many people going through exactly what you are right now. Like just people like you. And I looked around and I went, oh, where are they? <laughs> Cause I feel really alone. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And what I realized is that I, I needed to be the person I needed. Like I, I, that wasn't there. And I felt I had a responsibility again, because it, it wasn't like, oh, I have a second chance at life, but it was that I, I, I have gotten to a place that, that I'm very fortunate to be in. And I do know that there are other people and, and I know that I was out there. There must be somebody else. Can I, can I just be? To someone else what i needed which was a beacon Mm -hmm. and it was a beacon that said you are not alone there is reason for hope help is available it can get better now now i'm not telling anybody it will because i i don't know that i can't Mm -hmm. say that but i know that there's hope i know that there's help and that that there is a beautiful future that is not only possible but it's probable And I wanted, I wanted to be that for the, for the me out there who had needed it. And the response was overwhelming, um, unexpected, and it has allowed me to step into advocacy Mm -hmm. around mental health, um, equity access. Um, and that has just been, that's been an incredible gift. And I'm grateful that I have been able to tell my story that, I I feel empowered by it, not ashamed of it, and that I um, I know that having done so has made a difference in other people's lives, and there is no better feeling.
0: Oh yeah. So so where where are you at now? Then you know because you've you've got this this big following now, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, I I mean I'm. Uh, yeah, yes, and. so I, I've been I've been very fortunate that there have been others who have come along um, with me on the journey and for whom my story has has resonated, and that they have either themselves been helped or that they have then been able to be there for others. They've They have developed their empathy and um, their ability to support those that they care about in their lives. So where, where, where now, I am finding ways every day to incorporate uh, what I've learned along the way and help to bring that to others. So some of it now I do through nonprofit work. I'm very fortunate to be on the board of Mental Health America of Greater Houston, um, where I, I get to advocate and support access, equity, resources uh, in my community. And I have the ability to, uh, speak, share my story, uh, Steve, just, just having conversations like the one we're having, mm-hmm. you never know. And I I'm, I'm so thankful for you creating this space because the ripple effects that you're having, I mean, you are the butterfly wings and you will never see potentially the tsunami, mm-hmm. but what it is that you create changes, changes the trajectory of somebody's life for the better and even if even if you don't know who it is you know that you've put that positive thing out there
0: go well, ahead thank you for that that's, and that that's lovely thank you for that as well and and you know when we put this space together my um and it's interesting because the 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 aim is to make a positive difference to 1 million people's lives okay and you make me smile because it's going back when I was launching this and the business coach said to me typical business coach question so how will you know when you've done that and i went i haven't got a clue it'll be a ripple effect that ripples out that's how i'm not i'm not counting them off on a spreadsheet i'm not ticking people off but i know that the work that we do in this space we've created will resonate with people and and you know your story resonate will resonate with so many of the listeners of the podcast of the radio you know and it will make such a difference and if it makes a difference to just one one person's life, just one, what an achievement. But I know it'll make a difference to many. It will be, be awesome. And you've got a website out as well. You know, on your on your website, there's all things on there as well.
1: Uh, yes. So um, if somebody were to come visit me at lizsweigert.com. Uh, they would be able to uh, find my blog, seriously jerk brain, um, <laughs> where i i spent I, I spent a year um, chronicling my recovery from major depression, my diagnosis with obsessive compulsive disorder, which answered so many questions that I had had, <laughs> um, and and really just the the journey, the journey back. Um, and then you can learn about. The other things that I do, so uh, I love that question that your business coach asked because I am also a coach. Yes. So I I do I do one on one group coaching, um, consulting, and and then advising. I I love helping folks get unstuck. Um, I love helping people to dream bigger than they thought was possible, and I I love creating spaces where people can thrive and flourish because for so long I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And to be able to contribute to spaces where people can um, to be themselves and make authentic connections with others and live their genuine lives, I don't think there's anything better.
0: Yeah, and be your authentic self. Just love it. So Liz, just give us that website again where people can get in touch with you.
1: Of course, it is my it is my first name, my last name. It is Liz swigert.com and I am always looking to connect with generous kind empathetic and awesome people because it's simply not possible to know enough great folks
0: wonderful well look it's been a pleasure talking to you and as I always say whatever you're doing for the rest of your day have a truly an amazing day
1: you too as well and Steve thank you so much for creating this space and inviting me into it
0: thank you thank you thank you for being part of it have a great day. Thank you. To you. Yawa Radio, bringing the feel-good feeling to every day. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.com. Co. UK. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio Podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies.